What's up, Liverpool fans? Welcome back to Yanks of the Cop. The season is back. Liverpool football is 48 hours away. Life is good. For the first time in over 100 days, we finally have a return of our pregame podcast. Joined alongside my brother, Andrew. I'm your host, Stephen. Andrew, how good does it feel? They're living on a dream, man. Absolutely living on a dream. You know, it was nice watching City against Arsenal on Wednesday. We got to see United Spurs today. Um, I'm, I'm really optimistic. I think Liverpool is going to come out flying against Everton. They're going to look really, really good. Let's go. So excited. And it's so appropriate that our first game back is going to be the Merseyside Derby at Goodison Park. A little bit different with no fans in the stands. But I'm really, really excited for this game. Obviously, it uh, should be a banger. Um, so on, on today's episode, some of the things we're going to cover, you know, the, obviously everything to do with the Everton game, you know, starting lineup predictions, result predictions, you know, key players in the game. And then after we're going to touch on some of the story storylines to watch for the rest of the season, but digging right into the, the Everton game coming up on Sunday, Andrew, you know, what thoughts do you have coming into this one? Steven, I am most excited to see Van Dyke put Carlson on his ass. I mean, this guy's coming oh, yes. out. Yeah, he said some nice things about Van Dyke, saying that he's a great player. But then he compared him to Thiago Silva. Yeah, Thiago Silva's had a great career. Um, obviously, he's won uh, League Un multiple times, being at PSG, playing against absolutely nobody, just a bunch of farmers. Uh, Marquinhos, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a great player, but I don't think he's anywhere near Van Dyke. And then Sergio Ramos, obviously, I think he's been the best Spanish uh, Spanish center back for the last 10 to 15 years. But um, Van, Dyke's, Van Dyke's the new guy. He's definitely the best in the league, uh, best in the world. Um, so I'm looking forward to that matchup. I want to see Van Dyke absolutely dominate, make a statement, shut him up. And you know what? This was – we were looking for some motivation going into this game. It's a derby. It's a big game for Everton against, uh, against Liverpool at Everton. The guy – there's no fans in the stands. You know, we're going to need some extra motivation. This is it. So I'm glad – I'm actually really glad that he made this statement because you know that they're going to come out firing. Yeah, his comments were a little um, interesting to me. You know, Everton, you know, they, they, they always talk a big game against, uh, against Liverpool and, and never, ever deliver. Um, <laughs> and, and to hear a guy like Carlson, you know, a guy that I actually respect, you know, I think he's probably the best player on that team. Um, but to hear him come out and say these comments is really stupid. I mean, the one guy you don't want to go after is Van Dyke. I mean, I understand if you want to criticize Trent for his defending or even go after like Joe Gomez, but literally going after the guy who finished second place in Ballon d'Or last year and still the best, the best defender in the Premier League at yep. a very minimum. Yep. Um, n- not a smart idea. Not a smart idea. But the for me, timing, so. too. Like, why do it right now? You're literally 48 hours before the game. You're about to share the pitch with a guy for 90 minutes, this absolute colossus of a man. Like, why do it now? Maybe wait until after the game to say something like that. But Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I 100% agree. I mean, at least wait until after the game when you put up – maybe you put up a good uh, performance and then you can talk. And now you have the best defender in the world right now. He has your number for the entire game. He's yes. going to make sure that he's on you like white on rice and – Hey, all the pressure's on Rick Carlson now. So if he doesn't deliver, he's going to look like an absolute moron. And uh, I got a feeling that Van Dijk is going to do everything in his power uh, to make that happen. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been keeping an eye on for this game is is most a lot what our front three is going to be because he really hasn't been practicing that much. 
Uh, I think he played in the the the, the scrimmage that that we had against um, against Blackburn. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. Oh, he, he didn't play. He didn't yeah. play. So he didn't play in that, and then he 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 wasn't uh, at practice on Wednesday. Um, Klopp did uh, say that everybody was available for the game, so uh, that's a good sign. But especially with now having the flexibility of being able to bring on five guys as substitutions. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, maybe comes off the bench and only plays 30, 35 minutes, something like that. Um, you know, what what did you think of Clark, Klopp's comments? And are, are you kind of expecting anything different with the lineup? Um, with the front three, I, I, I am actually not. I think that it's going to be pretty consistent. I think we're going to have Mani on the left, Firmino in the middle, and, and Salah on the right. I actually think that he's going to start the game. If I know Mo, he's going to – he always wants to play. He always wants to score. He wants to get in the score sheet. And he wants to help the team. So I could see him playing for maybe like 55 minutes, getting some solid game time. Hopefully he gets a goal. Um, I actually think he's going to get a goal and an assist to, uh, to Firmino. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, just, I just think he's going to play 55 minutes. He's going to want to play. Klopp's going to want to get the main lineup out there to get these guys going. You know, you, you, you have, you've had 100 days sitting on the sidelines, not being able to play a, a match game in England. And now that you have that opportunity, you want to get the momentum going. You want to get these guys motivated. So you want them to play together. So if, if uh, Salah can play, if Robertson can play, if Allison can play, they're all going to play. They definitely are. So I think five, 55 minutes for Salah, he's out. And then hopefully we're up maybe 2 3 nothing at that point. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, the one, the one thing I will say is that this is a really big game for Everton. I mean, right now they're sitting – it says they're sitting in 12th place. They have 37 points. But, you know, if somehow they're able to find a win in this game, they'll be right up to 40 and they'll be right, you know, right behind Tottenham, right behind Arsenal, teams like Wolves. They'll be right there in the conversation. I mean, they'll be six points back of, of United uh, for, for fifth place. Yeah, I mean, they, so. hey, they have a lot to play for. And let's not forget, they have Carlo Ancelotti as a manager who's probably one of the best managers in the world, in my opinion. I mean, Tio Walcott recently came out and said that um, – he reminds him a lot of Arsene Wenger, which is nothing but praise for me. I mean, Arsene Wenger is a great manager. Carlo Ancelotti is a great manager. So the fact that Everton have that quality in their management department is just unbelievable. So, I mean, never count them out, especially in this game. So, uh, obviously, I think they would benefit more if they had their fans behind them. So, I think that benefits us a little mm-hmm. more. Um, but I'm excited for it, man. It's still a derby, no matter what. No, me too. And I mean, outside of Carlson, the only other guy I'm really keeping my eye on for Everton is Cabaret Lewin, because especially since Ancelotti has taken over the helm there, uh, and even dunked before him, um, you know, he he's really picked it up this year. He's probably having his best year so far for Everton. Um, and he's still pretty young. I, I feel like he's been around forever, but he's uh, he's still a pretty young guy with a lot to prove. And, you know, if he can come in and have a great performance against Liverpool, you know, that could go a long way for his conference yeah, for the man. rest of the season. Pardon my French, but fuck Calvert-Lewin, dude. I cannot I know. Oh. stand that <laughs> Me guy. either, man. He Me is just either. an absolute pest. And as a center back myself, and you were a center back in college, um, you, hate to get, you hate to play against those guys. But Calvert-Lewin, I mean, all props to him. Much respect. He, he's done really well this season under multiple managers. And he's going to be fighting for a place for Euro uh, 2021 next, next summer. So mm-hmm. now is the perfect time to get that thing going. So he's going to be he's going to be gunning for goals. Um, I, I hate the guy, but uh, much respect to to his style of play. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things that I really want to see too is I'm I'm curious about what the what the midfield three is going to be. Um, you know, we've we've heard a lot of conversations about uh, you know Navi Keita play, playing really well since you've come back. We've heard a lot about Minamino. 
uh, playing really well since uh, since we've been coming back. Um, ultimately, I, I, I think it's going to be the Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum combination. But I think if, you know, Naby Keita, you know, again, with the five subs, you know, guys like him and Knox are probably going to get a lot of playing time. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see if he can start earning some consistent game time and see, you know, the Naby Keita that we all know that he can be and, you know, all those highlights that we've seen from him in Germany. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, so so my starting lineup prediction, I think that uh, obviously the front three, obviously the front three stays the same. Uh, the midfield is always the contentious, the contentious news here. Um, I think it's going to be Fabinho, Henderson, and then I think I agree it's going to be Wijnaldum. But I will say that either Wijnaldum or Henderson, I think, will be subbed at like the sixty-minute mark, and you'll see Navicate to come in, and then maybe at the seventy-minute mark, you'll see Oxlade Chamberlain come in. Uh, maybe even an Adam Alana. So he might even completely change up the midfield. I think he's going to want to keep them fresh because let's not forget, there's a lot of games coming up. Um, there's going to be games pretty much every day from here on out. So right. I think Liverpool is going to be playing once or twice a week now, and this is going off of 100 days of rest. I know they had a little bit of a preseason, but um, they still have a lot of fitness to get through, not a lot of match fitness, which they haven't really had. So he's going to want to rotate that midfield, especially with, with Klopp's style of play. Um, so I, no, I could definitely, I could definitely see those changes come in 65, 60, 65 and 70. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think we have the same lineup. I mean, obviously Allison and that the back four is going to be the back four. Um, and then from there, you know, it's going to be the, the Henderson, uh, Fabinho and Wijnaldum and the normal front three. Um, I'm just really curious. I mean, I think one of the things I'm more curious about is what the squad's going to be because, you know, we have, we have the young guys that we know are going to be around and that we've seen the articles written about it. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, even going forward, you know, if Klopp says everyone's available, like, is Shakiri going to be on the bench? You know, is he going to be available? No. Uh, Divock, Divock you know, he could see some time tomorrow. Um, you know, obviously Kaita Curtis Jones. So, uh, you know, with having five subs, is going to have a lot of flexibility. So I'm really interested to see, you know, the timing of them and also who comes in for who. Yeah, I always think that Klopp airs on the side of caution. Um, so I don't know if we'll see all three of the youngsters come in. Um, those youngsters being Nico Williams, Curtis Jones, and Harvey Elliott. I think we might be able to see maybe one cameo late in the match, maybe the 85th minute from like a Harvey Elliott or Curtis Jones. Um, I think it'll be tough for, for Nico to come in. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just think in big games like this, big derbies like this, even though there aren't any fans there, Klopp's still going to err on the side of caution. He's going to want, he's going to want to get those two wins in a, in their back, in our back pocket right away. He's going to want to win the league as soon as possible. So then for the rest of the season, we can take our time. We can try out different formations. We can try out different players in different areas. There's a lot of different things that we can do to prepare for next season. Cause next season is going to be the big deal. I mean, you have teams like Chelsea, that are uh, adding players like Timo Werner. You're going to have City that's ready to spend. You're going to have United that's ready to spend. So next season is going to be very contentious. And um, I I just think that if we can wrap up the the league title as soon as possible, then we can start preparing for next year. It's so important to start as soon as possible. Yep, I agree. So, so going off of that, you know, what's your prediction for the result, you know, first game back against Everton? Uh, I think it's going to be two nothing. I think uh, Salah gets a goal. And I think Firmino gets a goal. Two nothing. Yeah, I again, I'm going to go. I'm going to go one zero. I think it's going to be a close game. I think when you look at all the games, other than the City game against um, 
I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, Southampton too, but I, I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those things where both teams are going to come out, you know, not trying not to make a mistake and playing very conservative. And it'll be at the end of the game when stuff opens up. So I expect a nail biter, you know, classic derby game between the two teams. But ultimately, either Liverpool's going to do something spectacular at the end or Everton's going to do something to shoot themselves in the foot. Well, it's going to be interesting because it, it, it's going to feel like an, almost an exhibition match for these guys. You know, there's not going to be any fans in the, in the stand. So, the emotion is almost going to be alleviated from that standpoint. You know, there's not going to be that much involved. Maybe it'll be a hard tackle here and there, here and there for each player to get involved in the game. But, you know, you won't hear the fans of Everton singing in the background. You won't hear the Liverpool supporters countering those songs. So it's just going to be really interesting. I mean, games like this, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. But I, my goal scorer is actually going to be Van Dyke off a corner. Ooh, I love it. I yeah, absolutely so. love that. Just love that. I think he did it last year. Hope he does it again. And he just celebrates um, right in front of a Carlson. Oh my God! That that's 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 better be what he does. That's be best if he does. That's it. what I do in FIFA. If I you know if someone's like been been trolling me in FIFA, if I score a goal, then I just run around their goalie. So I, I'm hoping Van Dyke does something like that. <laughs> uh, see, my go-to move is when they're being dicks. Is every time I score, I run right to the uh, right to the like TV guys on the sideline. So oh, it zooms one. in on our players. That's oh, a it's good great. one. That's a good one. Yeah, good for you. It's a classic one. Thank you. I know I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so a couple of other storylines to watch for the rest of the season. I mean, we've already talked about Nab- Nabi Keita, but I'll let you put your two cents in because I know I kind of talked about mo- talked about him most, but. He's got a tremendous opportunity the rest of the year. Yeah, for me, it's two words for Nabi Keita. No injuries. No injuries. Yep. You have nine games. You know, we spent, what, 55 million pounds on this guy. He's been injured for most of the time. I think he's impressed for the most part since he's been out there, but it's been few and far between that he's actually on the pitch. So he needs to stay healthy for these nine games. Get ready for next season. I mean, everybody's been talking about how he's looked absolutely incredible on the pitch uh, ever since the pandemic break. Um, I just, I think he's the future. I really do. I, I mean, you have an aging Henderson, an aging Wijnaldum, an aging Milner. You're, we're going to need this guy. And, you know, there's a lot of interest from Inter Milan or I think AC Milan. I'm not sure which one. I know it's one of the Milans uh, that came out recently this week. But I don't want him. I know Klopp's ready to give him some time, but I don't want him to go and be a very unsex- uh, unsuccessful story. He needs to um, he needs to come and bring it next season. So I think it's perfect for him these next nine games to establish himself and say, hey, to the league, I'm ready for the Premier League. I'm ready to go. Yep. No, I 100% agree. We're right on point there. I mean, it's, it's a pretty similar, similar situation for uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain as well. Um, you know, he had a really bad injury last year. Yep. Um, and you know, he's, again, he also hasn't had the opportunity to get a string of games in without getting a knock here and knock there. Um, so I also think he's another guy, pretty much the same exact thing. I mean, he has a chance to have a major role in this team going forward with all these guys aging. Um, I think that he and Kaita, um, to be honest, could actually complement each other. Well, if, if Kaita played more of the Henderson role and Ox was ahead of him, I think that they would actually play really well together. Um, but again, um, I think anytime he gets an opportunity, he needs to put his best foot forward because he can't afford he can't afford to you know put in some bad bad games yeah. at the end of this season and have that carry over into next season. Yeah, I just feel so bad for Ox. I mean, every time he starts playing really well, something happens. You know, he starts playing really well two years ago in the Champions League run, and then he tears his ACL. This year, he started playing really well before the pandemic break, and then COVID nineteen hits. So it's like 
you know, every time he starts getting something going with the Reds, something pulls him back a little bit. So um, I think he's a great player. I think he's 25, 26 right now. He still has a lot of legs to go. Um, I completely agree with you with, with the aging squad that he has a bright future. But him and Keita, it just seems like they're made of glass. So, again, two words, no injuries, don't get hurt. I think he actually pulled up uh, with an injury in the Blackburn game. Like, mm-hmm. just just stay healthy, man. Just stay healthy. Do that for me, please. Peace of mind. Yep, 100% agree. No, 100% agree. But uh, moving on from there, I think um, two of the things I want to talk about is the race for the Golden Boot. So Salah, you know, it's pretty much an off season for him goals-wise. You know, he has 16 goals in the Premier League, which is still an, an amazing accomplishment so far. You know, Jamie Vardy has 19, Obama Yang has 17, and then, um, you know, Salah is tied with Aguero and Danny Yings, I think, for for 16. Yep. Um, so, what do you think? Do you think that uh, Salah has a race to go for his third straight golden boot? 100%. 100%. I mean, Obama Yang didn't score against City. I don't even think he touched the ball. And Kun Aguero, um, he had some good opportunities, but he didn't score either. So, I think he stuck at 16 Obama Yang stuck at 17. Um, Salah gets one or two against Everton or even against Crystal Palace. He's dude, he's right back in it. And it's 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 so funny how under the radar this guy goes. I mean, everybody says, oh, one season wonder, because he literally he, he scored what 32 goals two years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year he won the golden boot along with Mane. This year he's right in the running again. I mean, if you say one season wonder, you have no idea what you're talking about. You don't understand football. This guy's the real deal. Um the fact that he's in the running again, like you said, he had a slow start to the season. It's just, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing, and nothing but respect for him. Oh yeah, I mean he's. To be honest with you, he hasn't scored that much this season, but I think he's been just as, if not more, dangerous for us because I've said it numerous times on this podcast. Pretty much ever since that Burnley game when he had the dust up with with Mane, I've never seen him pass the ball so much. And even when he doesn't pass the ball, he's he's drawing two or three guys on him and and, and creating a lot of attention around himself to free yeah, up space for other people. That's the thing. He's always double teamed now. Now after that thirty-two goal season, he's been double teamed ever since then. And the fact that he's still producing these numbers is just a feat in in and of itself. Exactly, and 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 especially when you play on the wing like that and you're pulling away two guys all the way out there, you're just creating so much more space in the middle for for guys like Firmino, guys like Mane, you know, Oxmi's in there to get forwards, Origi. You know, that's yep. why those guys are able to have success because he does that. You know, that being said, I personally think that he's just – he's going to be a little bit short of the golden boot. Not because that he, he can't go out and do it. I really think he could. But I think that, just like we talked about earlier, you know, if Liverpool win their next two games, we clinch the title. You know, he could only be seeing about 50 minutes a game, 55 minutes a game, if he even plays at all. You know, we're going to really try to make sure that those guys, you know, stay healthy, don't get injured, keep their fitness – but it's going to be those, you know, those fringe players, those squad guys and the young guys who get minutes. So I think because of that, if we're able to clinch early, I, I, I just think because of lack of playing time, he's not going to get that golden boot. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I also think that Liverpool, Klopp, and the players, they want to go for the record, too. They want to go for the most points. You know, I'm just point. You know, they've been reading everything that you and I have been reading. They've been reading that. You know, there's going to be an asterisk next to Liverpool because of the COVID-19. Like, that's a bunch of bullshit. They're really going to go out there, and they're going to try to kick the shit out of every single team imagine, or, uh, possible. You know, they're going to try to get the, the point record. Salah's going to try to get the golden boot. Allison's going to try to get the golden glove. And they're going to try to be the best team ever. That's their goal here. They're not in Champions League anymore, unfortunately. 
and on the FA Cup, unfortunately, Carabao Cup, whatever. They're going to go for the Premier League title. They're going to go for the points title. They're going to go for everything. So, I mean, I do agree. I think that we're going to see some limited minutes for some of these guys. I don't think you're going to see Salah and Mane playing 90 minutes like we saw earlier on in the season. But, um, but going forward, I do think you're going to see these guys really gunning for most points, most goals, whatever it is. They want everything. No, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. And um, that, is, that is really the mentality of Liverpool. You know, they, they never take their foot off the gas and they're always playing 100%. So yeah. that's a really good point. And I think, in my opinion, I think Allison has a tremendous opportunity. And I think he will win the Golden Glove because, you know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where we have to rest him. You know, the, the guy on the bench right now is, is Adrian, so there's really no, no reason for him to, you know, jump in there. I don't think there's a huge in, injury risk for Allison or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe if Kelleher gets a game here or there, like I'd understand it. But still, I think, um, I think Allison has a really good opportunity. He's only one, one um, clean sheet behind for the Golden Glove. And I think especially with our schedule and with us being mentality monsters, He's going to end up getting another one, even though he missed like eight Premier League games this season. Yeah. So right now, I, I looked this up. Right now, he has ten clean sheets, and he's only played, I think, nineteen games or twenty games, something like that. He has like mm-hmm. a fifty percent uh, clean sheet rate right now, which is like absolutely amazing. And then when you look at Adrian's numbers, Adrian only has two clean sheets, and he's played, I think, eleven games or ten games, one of the two. But regardless, like, the fact that th- – like, those numbers tell a story in and of itself. Like, when you have Allison in net and you have Van Dyke as a center back, there's that security that just flows through the team. There's that understanding that, yeah, if, I get, if I'm a defender and I get beat by a forward, I have the, one of the best goalies, if not the best goalie in the world behind me, and he's going to make the save. With Adrian's a little different, you know, maybe the formations are a little off, the positioning's a little off, you know, you don't have that, that security behind it. And that, I've, I just think those numbers tell an amazing story and the accomplishments of Allison as a, as a goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, I think that also kind of shows, too, like, you know, some of the games when Adrian's been in, been in net, you know, the, the defense has made some mistakes, you know, Al, uh, Adrian's been, has made some mistakes. But I think just like you said, you know, when, when the defense knows they have a guy like Allison behind them, they tend just to play a little bit more freely and, and, and like on their instincts. Yeah. Whereas when you have a guy like Adrian behind you who is a little bit questionable, you end up second guessing yourself like, oh, you know, sh- should I be a little bit more conservative here? You know, should I not take that risk? And then you get in your own head almost a little bit, trying not to, ma- trying not to make a mistake, and then you end up making a mistake. So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, outside of Van Dyke, he's probably been the biggest addition to our team, and that's really made a, a huge difference. Yeah, man, it's just, it's honestly, it's just the, the security that they bring, Van Dyke and especially Allison, that bring to the squad. I mean, it's just, it's, it's bar none, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I want to close it out just talking about uh, a few of the young guys. I mean, it sounds like the big three for our young guys who are going to see some, I, I don't want to see significant minutes, but a lot more minutes than, than what they've been seeing. And that, that's Nico Williams, Curtis Jones, and Harvey Elliott. So, you know, what are your thoughts on these three guys and the amount of time that they could be getting? And, you know, what are you looking for, if anything, out of them? Yeah, I just hope these three really take their opportunities as much as they can for the rest of these nine games because they're getting a lot of praise right now in the press and with the coaching staff and with the players. Um, Nico Williams, for me, is probably my, the favorite youngster for me coming up. He's a right back. Um, I think he's really going to put some pressure on Trent. 
And this was echoed by, I think, the U23 coach as well, saying that, you know, this guy's a real deal. And we, I, we, and we saw this in the FA Cup against uh, Aston Villa and against Arsenal. He, he's, a great, he's a great player. I mean, I think he's a better defensive player than Trent is. I think he needs to mature a little bit. Obviously, he's only 18, but he has a wicked right foot. He can whip the ball almost as good as Trent uh, into, the, into the box. Uh, he's a little better defensively. But uh, his pace, I think, for me is the issue. He's not the fastest guy in the world. <laughs> So I think that, mm-hmm. that could hurt him there. But I'm excited to see what he can do uh, with the first team and, and playing in the Premier League, which I think he'll get the opportunity this year. Um, Curtis Jones, now that Lalana is going out, a lot of people have been saying that he's a replacement for, for Adam. Um, I would actually like to see him more of an, an advanced role coming on for like a Nabi Keita or even an Oxlade-Chamberlain. But, um, you know, he's a very skillful guy. He's a fellow scouser. So it's always good to have one of them in, in the side and obviously a young player as well. So we want to give him as many opportunities as possible. And, hey, maybe we'll even, maybe we'll even see him on Sunday put another uh, top, top corner goal against Everton. Oh, that would be amazing, beautiful. right? But, yep. um, and then Harvey Elliott, I, honestly, I read a really good article by James Pierce from The Athletic um, about Harvey Elliott. And Harvey Elliott came out, and obviously you've heard the stories about his comments to Real Madrid during Real Madrid's tour and saying, you know, yeah, I, I actually don't want to meet Sergio Ramos. I'm, I'm good. I, I don't like what he did to Mo Salah. That immediately was a win in my book. Yep. He's like my mm-hmm. new favorite player. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because you said that. But also um, he's been receiving a lot of praise and uh, kind of like a mentorship by James Milner and Mo Salah. You know, he tries to emulate his game after Mo. They're of similar stature. They go to the weight room together. Mo is constantly telling Harvey to push yourself because, you know, I mean, obviously you've seen Mo. The guy's absolutely ripped. Harvey yeah. Elliott is, you know, similar stature. He's going to try to get to that same level as well. And, um, you know, low center of gravity, great in the ball. So very similar players. Obviously, he can learn a lot from Mo. And then you have 34-year-old James Milner coming in the background telling this guy how to be professional and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, sky's the limit for these guys. I, I think that – being under Jurgen Klopp and having this senior uh, seniors players behind them is nothing but good news for these guys. Mm-hmm. No, not I mean these three. I think um, some some of the best youngsters that we've had in, in a long time. Oh yeah. Um, I mean Nico Williams. You know, for some reason, I just have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of him in, in this stretch. I, I just feel like Trent hasn't gotten a ton of rest. I think he's only missed like one or two games when we had Joe Gomez slide over for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just, you know, with him being the really, really being the future, you know, of Liverpool, they're going to try to take care of him. Um, and I think especially again, if we start getting a goal lead, a two goal lead, something like that, you know, uh, Nico will come in, but I also think there's going to be times when Nico starts, I think he's going to, I really do it. Cause I think me and you both believe in his ability. He's a really, oh, really yeah. good player. And I think that this could be his opportunity to kind of show everyone like, yeah, I'm, I'm really not that far behind Trent. Like I'd be a, I'd be a starter on most other teams outside of the top six. Um, Curtis Jones, I just think because of the position he plays, that's so similar to the Ox and the, and the Nabi Keita. I think we'll see a lot of him, but I think it's going to be more of like, you know, 15, 20 minute spurts and not a lot of like significant time in one game. Uh, I think it's just really, really important to get guys like Kaita and Ox some, some more confidence, especially. Oh, definitely. You know, if, if they can play these nine games without getting injured and put, put together some performances, that would be huge for their, you know, just for their mindset going into the offseason. Um, Curtis Jones, he knows that he has Klopp support. I, I think he has 
all of our support as well. I mean, he can play out in the wing and be okay there, but I think he's much, much better playing in the center of the park. So um, I don't know if we'll see a lot of him uh, minutes-wise, but I think he'll be, you know, coming on, you know, at the end of the game in a lot of games. Sure. And, and Harvey Elliott, I think he's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think that, you know, there might be a game or two where he plays, that where he starts, you know, for Mane or Salah on the outside. But I think, again, if, we, if we're able to get a lead, he's going to come in for those guys early in the half, you know, maybe play – more like 30 to 40 minutes a game, something like that. Um, but all three of these guys, I think all three of them are going to be on the bench next year. Um, maybe not Elliot, but definitely Curtis Jones and Nico Williams. I think they'll definitely be squad players next year. But um, Harvey Elliott, I'd love to either have him on the squad or even you know see if we can loan him out to a team where he can get first minutes on a pretty good team, maybe like a mid-level Premier League team or something like that. See, I, I actually disagree there. I think I think all three of them need to stay with the squad. And as I mentioned earlier, like just the mentorship of the senior players, having Klopp manage them day in and day out, I think it's extremely important to have this amount of talent and these young guys stay with the first team. They need to just keep playing. Obviously, we've seen good things from Rian Brewster when he's gone abroad or when he's gone to Swansea. He's had a, a, you know a, some goals over there. Um, I'm curious to see actually what happens with him, whether we bring him back or we loan him out again. But I think these three guys are our future, and we need to stick them in the squad. They need to stay in the squad. They need to get Premier League minutes, maybe whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is. They need to keep playing as much as they can. And what better way than, you know, wrap up the Premier League and then let these guys play the next seven games. Exactly, exactly. And then I think, you know, if we are able to wrap it up early, there, there's maybe – maybe three other young guys that we could see play like limited minutes. And that's, that's Vandenberg at center back, LaRouche at left back, and then Clarkson up top. I mean, Clarkson had that classy goal against yeah. Blackburn in the, in the scrimmage. But, um, you know, again, I would love to see a guy like LaRouche get time with the first minute guys, because, you know, we saw him when they, when they were at Fenway and he was really standing out, you know, uh, out in Boston when they, when they were playing in America, yeah. he was really standing out before he got that bad injury. Um, and then obviously Clarkson with what he did and, you know, Vandenberg was our only signing in the off season. So, um, you know, I think all three of those guys, we may see them a little bit, not too much, but again, just few other guys to keep an eye on at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, out of those three, I think LaRucci I'm, I'm most optimistic about. I think that, like you said, I mean, we, when we saw them at Fenway park in Boston over uh, last summer, about a year ago before he had that horrific injury, um, I thought he was one of the best players on the pitch. So I, I think we actually have a lot of promise there, and we might not meet, need that cover at left back that everybody's asking for. Um, we might have this guy that can just step up. I don't know how he's been playing behind the scenes. So, yeah, I, I would like to see him get some minutes, especially with it, seem, it seems like Robbo has been harboring a, a little bit of an injury for uh, the, the past few months. So, I mean, I would love to see him get some minutes. Vandenberg, Vandenberg, I I just think he, he lacks the, the, the confidence still. I mean, he's only 18, I think. I think he just turned 18 within the past six months. So he still has a lot of learning to do. I mean, he's an understudy to Van Dyke and Joe Gomez, which isn't, isn't a bad thing. So time is, only, <laughs> time is on his side, which is a good thing. And Clarkson, to be honest, I don't know too much about him. I just saw that great goal that he scored and that composure that he had. But um, mm-hmm. it sounds like he's a promising youngster as well. Yeah, the only other guy I feel like I should mention is, is Hoiver as well. I mean, that guy, I feel like he can play any position on the pitch, and he's he's really classy. So I, I think, you know, he's played mostly in the back for, for Liverpool. 
But he actually came out, I think it was about two or three weeks ago, and said that he prefers the playing and attacking role. So, <laughs> really? I'm interested to, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how his development goes. Because, again, he was another guy who played really well against Blackburn. So, uh, maybe we'll see some some moments of him as well. But, um, ultimately, that kind of wraps up this episode of Yanks of the Cop. Really looking forward to the game on Sunday. Andrew, any last words for the fans out there? I can't wait, man. Uh, let's 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 beat the, the let's beat the blue shite, as they say over in uh, over in Liverpool on on Sunday. Um, let's wrap up the title as soon as possible. Hopefully against Crystal Palace at Anfield, and let's get these young guys playing. Let's change up the formations a little bit, but most of all, let's uh, up the Reds. Let's go up the Reds. Three points. Let's go get it. Let's take care of these bums and move on to Crystal Palace. But Thanks for everyone. Thanks to everyone for listening. Give us five stars. You know, we deserve it. And we'll see you next time. Take care.